is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. We are, well, it's so good to hear about the wonderful things that we're going to be doing as part of Love Derby. Um, and uh, so looking forward to the opportunity of how we get to serve our city in that way. Um, if you've brought your Bibles with you this morning, why don't you uh, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 11. Um, you can turn or scroll, absolutely fine. Um, while you're finding that, I'm just going to give you a little bit of context. Isaiah's a huge prophetic book written by a guy called Isaiah. Um, he had, a mag- early on in his ministry, he had this magnificent experience with God where God gave him this great vision of going, in, going into the, the temple um, and this, this majestic temple in heaven and seeing the Lord God seated on the throne. And there's all kinds of activity, angelic activity around him, and, and there's crying out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Problem is that when someone met with the Lord God in all of his holiness, is quite terrifying. And Isaiah goes, oh no, I'm undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. Meeting face to face with God, he was just utterly convicted of uh, all the wrong that he's done because just the brightness of God was shining on it all and exposing it bare in his heart. He said, I'm I don't speak right and the people I come from, they, they've got unclean lips too. And the Lord sends to him this angel who, who cleans his mouth, touches his mouth with this hot coal, changes, cleans him, changes the way that he speaks. And all of a sudden, this this picture of doom where it's like, oh no, I've just met God, I'm about to die, turns to, he has this message to take out and take it faithfully. And God puts those words onto his lips. And that is what we are going to look at in Isaiah 11 this morning. So um, I'll start here, where where it starts with this this term, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. So this is Isaiah 11, chapters, uh, verses 1 to 9. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of power the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice 
He will give decisions to the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, with the breath of his lips. He will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness, the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together. And the little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the hole of the cobra. The young child will put his hand into the viper's nest and they will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Lord God, we thank you for these words that you put into Isaiah's mouth. We thank you, O oh God, that even though that was nearly 3,000 years ago, we know it comes from you, the one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so we ask, Lord, that, that your eternal word, your eternal truth and paths, that you would lead us in those, in your in your everlasting ways this morning. Lord, we open our hearts to you because we want to know what you're like. We want to we know what Isaiah saw. We want to hear what he heard. And we believe that you have that to say to us here. Whether we're in this room, whether we're watching online, we trust that you have that to say to us this morning. Open our hearts, Lord, we ask. Holy Spirit, would you come and take these words that we might know you in our hearts. Amen. Amen. So you might recognize some of these words from... Oh, I'm going to say it again. Oh, I like carol services. Okay, you, so... so Isaiah 11 is really um, often gets read out in quite traditional carol services. A, a shoot will come out of the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. Don't worry, I'm not. What we might be talking about things sprouting. We're not talking about Brussels sprouts. We might be talking about stuff that's related to carol services. But apart from it being all about Jesus, I'm not going to get on at you to put your trees up or buy your presents now. Fair play if you already have. Fair play if you pull it out of the bag on the 24th as well. Um, it, all, all of those preparations and celebrations are about celebrating the light of the world coming into our darkness. Um, Isaiah wrote this probably 700 odd years before Jesus was around. And this is quite right? This is exciting that actually we're, we're getting good news on the horizon. Like Jesus is coming. Something good is on the horizon. He says, look how good he's going to be. He starts to explain just, just how good he's going to be. And pro the prophecy is fulfilled. We can take like the first part of this is fulfilled in Jesus um, because he is of the line of King David. Hang on, this doesn't say anything about King David, but what it does say is that a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. J 
Jesse is King David's dad. Jesse was from a place called Bethlehem, also of Christmas fame. Okay, so, so when, we're, when we're thinking about, hang on, just even the first line of this prophecy starts to go, Jesus is ticking these boxes here. He's from, he's from the right line of people. He's, he's, he's of the house of King David. He's, he's going to be from Bethlehem. And all of it surely is good news. What, what isn't there to like about this? Jesus is coming. You've got 700 years to prepare for Christmas. and get your tree up now if you want. It's good news because Jesus is coming to reign in power over God's people. It's bad news if you're currently the guy sat on the throne of power over God's people. If your name's King Ahaz and you are one of those kings who has, in a long line of 250 years of kings, just taken the people of God further and further away from the worshipping community that they were under, under the house of David, under, the, under King David. Things are not going well in Judah right now. And it's bad news if, if you hear that your line is coming to an end. Why, hang on, why is it coming to an end? It just says that, the stump, that, that a shoot is going to come up out of the stump of Jesse. Hang, so so a, a stump is not a tree. A stump is a tree that has been cut down. We just read this at the, in the end of um, chapter 10. Um, so just before this is all part of the same prophecy. This, is, this prophecy sounds very much like a song. It's written like a song, written like a psalm, talking about David, who wrote a lot of psalms. And, and it says this, just, just before we started reading, um, at the end of verse, uh, chapter 10, it says, the lofty trees will be felled. The tall ones will be brought low. The people in power, King Ahaz, who is misusing and abusing his power is going to be brought down. The, the kings of Judah will come to an end. But somewhere out of the roots, out of the remnant, something that's dead in the ground, the shoot's going to come. There's, there's hope in something that looks pretty dead right now. Here it comes. See, the reason why it had to pass away was that even if King Ahaz was doing a really good job and he wasn't, actually the power and authority and majesty that Jesus is coming in is not of this world. It's totally different, totally separate to the, the rule and authority of the earthly king. Yeah? Like the, the majesty of the throne room in the palace, probably just a, just a really dim and distant picture of, of the majesty of the Lord God. And so the power that Jesus is coming in, he's bringing justice, he's bringing mercy, doesn't come from this world. It's so different. It's so countercultural. It has to be felled. It has to, be, it has to pass away to make way for Jesus. Isaiah then goes on to tell us what Jesus is going to be like. 
What does he say? He says, he says that the shoot is going to become a branch and the branch is going to bear fruit. Jesus said, I am the true vine. He said, remain in, remain in me and you will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of power. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. Listen, fear of the Lord is not the same as fear. Just, just before, God through Isaiah is saying, don't fear. Don't fear the Assyrians who are coming for you. Don't fear them. Then he goes on to say, his delight will be fear of the Lord. How can you delight and be fearful at the same time? Well, this kind of fear is a, a putting God first. This is a God first thing. This is a, I'm setting my priorities and respect toward the Lord. That actually nothing else that's around matters in comparison to him. So I am going to respect him first, give him the first. Of my, of my heart, of my priorities. That's what it means to fear the Lord, fear God. And when, as you do that, everything else follows. Seek first his kingdom and, and everything else shall follow. So when Isaiah is describing Jesus, describing, hang on, he's going to... His delight's going to be the fear of the Lord. It's like his priorities are going to be so for God in such, such almost like an instinctive way. Like you're going to walk in, you know, like you walk into a, into a house. You've been invited over for dinner. You walk into a house and something smells good. And you're like, I'm pleased I'm here because, because there is going to be, there's going to be some goodness on my plate very shortly. You, you can sense that it's coming. You know, you walk into that place and, uh, and it's just instinctive without saying words, without having to think hard, without having to pray and really clench all the blood vessels in your brain. Like actually you just know there's some good stuff coming. If you walked into that house and there was some really bad smells, you might be like, mm, should, we go, should we go out for dinner? <laughs> why, why don't we go? Like, let's, let's not stop around here. There's something about a, a bad smell that would make me want to leave. It's almost that instinctive that his delight in the Lord, his priorities for God are going to be just so deep-seated in him. He's not going to have to think too hard about it because he is just one track, Jesus on God. Thinking about God the whole Time. That's where his priority is. Other words that he uses to describe, what's he saying here? He's saying, he says about Jesus, he is going to, I mean, basically the, the summary is he's going to be full of the Spirit, full of the Holy Spirit. And this is how he describes him. You're going to be full of the Holy Spirit in terms of, um, in terms of counsel and might. Okay, if we... Another, another verse that you might hear in carol services just a couple of chapters before um, in Isaiah 9. Jesus is described as wonderful counselor. What's next? 
mighty God, wonderful counselor, mighty God. And then, and then he's going on to say here, he's going to have the spirit of counsel and the spirit of might. This, is, this isn't stuff that is just like, oh, Jesus is a, Jesus is a really good guy. If I, if I prophesy now, surely someone in the distant future is going to come along who will just be really good. We can all get behind it. or give a bit of hope to, to the nation here. He's more than just a good guy. He isn't just a good guy. He is the Lord. Everything that he has is from God. Everything he has is from God. So, so when he's talking about he'll be wonderful counselor, he's full of the spirit of counsel. When he's described as mighty God, he's full of the spirit of might. It's, it's, it's the Holy Spirit making him mighty. Isaiah's not coming up with just some fancy words about it. These aren't just, oh, you know, I've called him wonderful counselor. I now need to kind of just describe a little bit about what, he, what he's going to be like. He isn't struggling to come up for words like this. This is God speaking to Isaiah. This is Isaiah faithfully retelling that message. And when God speaks, hey, we need to listen. When God speaks, he speaks to, the, to what looks like it's dead and dormant, just a stump in the ground, and up comes a shoot of life. Yeah? When he, when he speaks, things dramatically change. Where, where it looks like this, the, the people of God are over. There's, they've got no hope now. No hope at all. But he's coming. Jesus is coming. And he will establish the people of God that will go not just in one place, not just in the, the country of, of Judah, not just compressed in all the promises just in, in here, but it's going to go into all the world. It's going to go everywhere. Millions and billions will get to know him. And this, what starts off as a little shoot coming out of the ground, turns into the end. The earth being full of the knowledge of God as waters cover the sea. We need to listen when God talks. This is where, that's where the whole of, of um, this expression of love derby came out of. People praying in a prayer meeting, listening, being bold enough to say, I think this is what God is saying. That's where it came from. People listening to God. What's he going to do? If he speaks in power like this, what's he going to do? So we know what Jesus is going to be like. He's told us he's going to be full of all these things. And now he tells us what it's going to be like to have Jesus here. He tells us what the rain is going to be like. He says... He's not going to judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. He's going to, he, he knows the depths of this, but with righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips, he'll slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt. Faithfulness, the sash around his waist.
this new reign is going to be absolutely full of justice. The king misusing the power? No, it's, that's the end of it. That's the end of it. Now we're going to have a king on the throne who knows what it's like to be homeless. We're going to have a king ruling in authority who knows what it's like to be a refugee. We're going to have a king ruling in power who knows what it's like to be powerless and to surrender. We are, this, is gonna, it, this is who is going to be in charge. Yeah? He, is, he is going to rule and reign in this kind of justice. And it says, it says that his righteousness, all of the good stuff that he's done, every single amazing thing that Jesus has done, because yes, he is very, very good. And his faithfulness to God and to people will be wrapped around his waist. Like a, a belt is what, is what would have held those, that, entire, um, that, that entire clothing together. You, you'd, you'd clip things onto it. You'd, you'd clip your, your, your top and um, your sword and all these things onto the belt. The belt is what holds it all together. What's holding it together? Righteousness, faithfulness to God and to people. We can trust him. He's the judge. What this become, what we, we then see the belt becoming the belt of truth. We can trust that it is his truth that is going to be justice because surely he has borne our iniquities. He knows our sorrows. And what it's like when, it, when this justice comes? When this justice comes, there's going to be peace. There's going to be peace between heaven and earth, between people and God. There's going to be peace between people. There's going to be peace between creation and people. All of, all of the created order will be at peace. Isaiah starts to give us this, this vivid picture of what it's going to be like in the restoration of creation. does it with animals. Don't think this is just about nature, though. This is also about business. This is also about education. This is about our cities. He, says, he starts giving these, these vivid pictures. There's leopards, there's lambs, there's, there's the meek, there's the mighty together, there's, there's the, the humble, there's the absolutely huge all together. People no longer afraid of, of, of the death that a, that a snake would bring. And even new appetites being given, new desires being given. The lion, what's he do? The lion eats straw like an ox. No longer bringing death. No longer needing the flesh. But he will have a new heart. The lion will have a new heart, a new desire that lives at peace. real transformation in the inner being, a God-fearing set of priorities. And all of this started with the shoot coming out of a stump that became a branch that bore fruit. And then the earth was filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters covered the sea. So look, if Jesus really is this good, if Isaiah's message really is this strong, then why is it when we've just been singing, here I am to worship, 
that if you come to us online or if you come to us next week here, we ain't going to be here. We ain't going to be here to worship. You're going to come to a dormant building. The doors are going to be locked. The lights are going to be off. There isn't going to be a welcome. You're not going to have the, the people of God declaring the praises of God together. You're not going to hear the word of the Lord spoken in here. It's not going to be compressed all in one place. Jesus said himself in in Gospel of John, he says that unless a seed falls to the ground, falls to the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. And this is metaphorically what we're doing. We're saying, look, the, the, all of these promises of God, if we look around here, the, the hope of glory that I see in you and you and you and you doesn't belong compressed all in this one room next week. Actually, the earth needs to hear of this. Actually, we need to go to ground. We no longer need to be alone. We need to join with people that are already on the ground, the people who have already got their hands dirty. We need to multiply that in the name of Jesus so that we, so that we can bring some of that peace, some of that justice that is a picture of what it will be like when Jesus comes because he is sending us out. So the physical shell this church is going to be locked. But the life of God's people will be in the heart of the community and multiplying the efforts of people who are already on the ground, bringing the love of God into Derby, into our city. So apologies if you thought next week was our week off. Sorry, sorry if you, if you thought that we were ticking the social action box. Because it ain't. This isn't just a, a social action thing. We're not just going out to do good just because Jesus was a good guy. Psalm 24 says this. says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. So if you think Jesus was just a good guy, it's too small a thing. Lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up. You are not just mowing the grass. Be lifted up, you ancient doors. You aren't just standing out there getting cold, marshalling a race. Because the earth is the Lord's, everything in it. The houses, the gardens, the parks, the streets, everywhere where we're going to be, all of the people that you find in them belong to him. And we are transforming the house that the king of glory may come in. So when you are litter picking in Chadderston and you are cleaning it up and, make, uh, and making it nicer and restoring that parkland to the people, you are showing a picture of what he has done in your life. He has cleansed, he's taken away the dirt, he has made you presentable to to the most holy God. When you pray as you're picking litter, every single prayer is ushering in the kingdom of God into that community. Amen? When we are decorating a house for rebuild, 
we are creating a place, we're helping to create a place for the vulnerable. The, the people that have been rescued out of modern slavery and human trafficking, God cares about them. And we are helping to make a warm, dry, nice place, house for them to be. And in so doing, we are telling the story of our Savior who goes to prepare a house in which there are many rooms for us. When you are marshalling really early in the morning, I'll be there too. You are protecting vulnerable runners who don't belong on the road, but we are stopping traffic to keep them safe. You are every, every cheer, every clap is encouraging them on to press on toward the goal. It's silencing society's message that you are better when you are just on your screen. No, you are better when you are in the fresh air. When we're clearing a garden, you might think, okay, I'm just, I'm just chopping this chopping this branch off. I'm just, I'm just mowing the lawn here. I'm just picking up some leaves. We're doing that for safe families and we, we, are, we are giving an opportunity for the hearts of a parent to be focused on their child and the hearts of a child to be focused on their parents. They don't have to worry about the wilderness because we're transforming the wilderness into a garden and the garden is where, Jesus, is where God originally met his people. So, Sorry if this was just meant to be Social Action Sunday. Nah, it's not that. What started off with this tiny little shoot coming out from something that's basically just a shell is going to be a branch that bears fruit and that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord. I wonder if we can stand. I'd just love us to respond to this as we, as we close. Caroline, I wonder if you just come up to join us as well if that's that's okay when Isaiah first came face to face in this vision with God he was just struck by the holiness he was just filled with awe and then God said, who's going for us? And Isaiah said, here I am. So here am I. Send me. When, when Isaiah then starts almost singing this song of what it's like with Jesus, he's going to be full of the Spirit. But we can't just stop with singing the song because the song ends with, Make it known. Make it known. And so I'm going to pray, and I'd just love us to respond with um, the chorus of that song we did earlier, Caroline. Um, Holy, there is no one like you. That would be brilliant. Lord God, we, it feels like it's, it's going to be a little thing next week. It feels like it's going to be a shoot. But we pray, Lord God, that this would be the branch of heaven, branch of Jesus in our community, bearing fruit. And Lord, that we wouldn't just have people that in a world where the glory of the Lord is hidden and we, and we don't really understand how full 
that this world is of your glory, but this world would be full of knowing you. So, Lord, would you show us your holiness and would you lead us into love for people around us, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. beside you open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around and again holy there is no one like you there is none beside you open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me We are going to finish our service there. If you've got young people um, in Frog Club or Crest, then please would you feel free to go and get them. But if you, if you would still like prayer, if you would still like to stay with your heart pointed toward Jesus for a bit, that's totally fine. There'll be space down here that you can just engage with him for a bit. And if you'd like prayer as well, there are people here that would love to pray for you. Let's go and cover this earth with the knowledge of the Lord as he empowers us. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk or come along on any Sunday morning.